0: God bless you. This is Pastor R.R. Jordan. Thank you for tuning into the Advancing Church Podcast. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that today's message will ignite your faith to propel you forward to the next level in your walk with Christ. Now, let's get into today's message. As I begin to meditate and just read God's word, God began to speak to me. About greatness misidentified. He said, You gotta tell my people that just because they're anointed, it doesn't mean that everybody will see it. It doesn't mean everybody will see it. You'll go through moments in which you will be treated. In ways that's not reflective of your character. But you got to trust God through it all. You got to trust God through it all. So that brings me to my text on this morning. I want you to go with me to 1 Samuel 25. I'm going to read verses 9 through 13. And then I'm going to drop down and read 1 Samuel 25 uh, verse 21. This this text grabbed my attention, grabbed my attention because here we have David who is anointed the next king of Israel, but he's going through some challenges here in his wilderness experience, challenges in a wilderness experience. And when there is greatness in you, each and every one of us will go through a wilderness experience. That's not necessarily a geographical journey. It may be a financial journey. It may be um, you just not being able to locate yourself spiritually at times. It may be you're going through a dry season. Nonetheless, you are going through a wilderness. And God wants you to know that just because you're going through a wilderness, it doesn't mean that the word that he spoke will not come to pass. God's word concerning your life will come to pass. Let's jump into the text, 1 Samuel 25, uh, 9 through 13. When David's young men came, they said all this to Nabal in the name of David. And then they waited. And Nabal answered David's servants, Who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants these days who are breaking away from their masters. Shall I take my bread and my water and my meat? that I have killed for my sharers and give it to men who come from I don't know where? So David's young men turned away and
1: came back and told him all this. And David says, men, get the scrap. I want everybody to scrap up right now.
0: David said to his men, Every man scrapped on his sword. And every man of them scrapped on his sword. David also scrapped on his sword. And about 400 men went after David. While 200 remained with the baggage. Let's drop down to 1 Samuel 25 and 21. Now David had said surely in vain have I guarded all that this fellow has in the wilderness so that nothing was missing of all that belonged to him and he has returned me evil for good. David said all that I did for this man And now I'm in a place of need and I send my young men to him to ask for help and he what? Insults me. When you are called to greatness you will have to endure insult. You will have to endure insult. Insults will come. And how you handle them are critically important to your future. Let's pray. Most gracious and merciful Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Have your way on this morning. Speak clearly to your people. I pray now, God, that they would be receptive, that their ground would be ready, that they would be fertile ground, God, prepared to receive the seed of your word. I thank you. And I praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So let's get into this particular passage of scripture. The opening of this chapter gives us uh, some context. Uh, shortly after the death of the beloved Samuel, which I'm sure caused David to grieve, for Samuel the prophet was the one God told to anoint David David, the next king of Israel. The loss of Samuel is even more grievous at this particular time because Saul is completely out of control. And his madness has driven David from his country. So so here it is. uh, David is fighting a real fight, a real battle. Uh, He has a real enemy, and his name is Saul. Saul is trying to kill David. And David understands that Saul is anointed, that Saul's anointed. So so he he cannot take matters into his own hands and say, let me just take out my enemy. Because sometimes your enemy is anointed. I hope you hear me. Sometimes the person uh, that's coming against you, uh, you can't come against them the way that you really want to because oil has flowed in their life also. And so David is in a very difficult situation. And sometimes when you have built up frustration, built up anger, sometimes you end up letting loose on the wrong people. They're not necessarily the people that deserve the, 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 the venom that's in you, the, the hot-tempered uh, mindset that you're in. They're not the ones that really deserve the sword. Now, again, we go through seasons like this when the people that are really aggravating us are not close enough for us to touch.
1: And so David is in this situation that he's being pressed. David is
0: in a situation in which he just experienced loss. Samuel is gone. And David has been driven from his home country. Everything around David is changing right now. Everything is changing. And, and and it's difficult to be who God has called you to be when everything around you just seems so unstable. I'm just gonna be honest with you. It is difficult to be who God has called you to be when things around you are shifting so fast that you can't even catch up with the changes that are occurring. It seems that God allows Samuel to be taken at the most inopportune time. At the beginning of the chapter, Samuel transitions. And David is in this place of uncertainty. The one sure voice in his life dies when he's going through his wilderness season. The one sure voice, the one thing that he thought he might be able to lean on until he takes his seat on the throne is now taken from him. I want you to understand that when God is preparing you for greatness, he removes every crutch. All of the things that you want to use to prop you up and hold you up, God starts taking stuff from you because he wants you to understand that he is the one you should lean on. He is the one that you should trust in. I I want you to share this because crutches are being removed right now. Crutches are being taken from people. and, And it seems like this ain't the time, God, to allow something like this to happen. Have you ever felt like God's timing was off? Like, God, your timing is off here. Thinking to yourself, God, why now? Again, David was already going through unfamiliar places. He was living in locales he had never lived in before. And I want you to understand this, that when there is greatness on your life, God will take you to places that are unfamiliar to you, places that you have never been through before, situations and scenarios that you don't really know how to deal with because nobody taught you this. I want you to understand that God will expose you to new places when he's called you to a high place oh he will expose you he'll put you in rooms that you don't know how to talk in so all you can do is be quiet and glean from the threshing floor of conversations of those who are more experienced this is what you have to understand that God will do this to you he will allow this to happen to you I want you to know That even in between he's God. In between, in between, in between. You know in between. In between uh, the anointing and the throne. Yeah, in between God pouring the oil on you. And the manifestation of what he said. In between, in between. He's still God in those moments. It does something to you to watch stuff just shift around you changing quickly and you're just trying to catch up you know David had everything he needed in Saul's house he had a place to rest and plenty of food to eat in addition his wife was there and his best friend Jonathan here in our text David is on the run on the run from an enemy, an enemy. And David is going through the wilderness. I want you to write that in the comments. Go through the wilderness. Go through the wilderness. Go through the wilderness. David is going through the wilderness. In some parts of this wilderness of Paran, Israel wandered when they came out of Egypt. So in some of the same places that David is wandering through right now in this text, Israel was wandering through when they came out of Egypt. It would do David well to be reminded that God is still God in his wilderness state. God did miracles in the wilderness and the same God That did it before can do it again I want to declare that in your life the same God that did it before the same God that healed you before the same God that provided for you before the same God that did it before will do it again Malachi three and six declares I am the Lord I do not change I I do not change. I'm I'm still God, David, in this situation. Don't don't let Nabal take you out of your character. I need you to stand uh,
1: on the man uh, that I called you to be. Yeah, David helped Nabal
0: when his shepherds were in the field. He covered them. He covered them. He covered them. That means he watched out for them. He didn't allow any bandits to come and take Nabal's possessions, Nabal's goods. David and his men stood guard. They were a fence all around uh, Nabal's uh, herdsmen. And when David is in need and David comes to Nabal, Nabal treats him like he is a bandit. Now, this this is not new. This is very familiar. Uh, You can't be a pastor or a leader and not experience you serving by covering people that won't reciprocate. Here it is, Nabal and his men have been covered. And instead of Nabal saying, Let me bless you because you were so gracious to my men, I want to be gracious to your men, Nabal insults David, misidentifies who David is, treats him like he's nobody. Now we know Nabal knows who David is. David is the one who killed Goliath with a slingshot. His fame and his exploits is known by the whole country. And here it is, Nabal is acting like he don't know no better. You know about David, 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 the one who stood up when everybody was running away. Yeah, yeah, David, the one who Samuel anointed. I know, I know he anointed him, but uh, greatness is always most certainly misidentified and so even when samuel came to anoint the next king he struggled he struggled because he was looking for the appearance of a king i think that david is still going through some misidentification issues because he doesn't look like what he's going to possess. Oh my God. I want you to hear me right now. Some of you uh, who are listening uh, by way of social media, you don't look like what you're going to sit on. Oh my God. You get ready to sit in a high place, and people don't even understand. But it's great. It's great. It's okay that people don't always understand. It's great that some people misidentify you. Can you imagine if uh, the men who was dating LeBron James' mother knew who he would be? Yeah, can you imagine uh, the people that would have stuck around with the wrong motives? I want you to understand that sometimes uh, God will hide who you are so that he can place authentic people in your life. So it's okay sometimes to be misidentified. Go ahead and call me a bandit, Nabel. I I know who I am. I know who I am. I know who I am. I want you to know that that your ID is not really your identification. I, I pull my ID out of my wallet and my ID don't say nothing about who I am. It tells you my name, it tells you my address, it tells you my height, the color of my eyes, but it does not tell you what God has called me to. See, some of us, we get caught up in this identification. Identification we don't understand that before we were conceived in our mother's womb god had already identified us and called us a prophet to the nations here it is i want you to understand that sometimes in the wilderness process you will be called stuff that you are not you will be called names that you are not You will be treated wrong by people that you served and covered. This is the reality and we got to deal with it. We got to deal with this reality. The reality is
1: sometimes the wrong people got the money. In our text, Nabal has the money.
0: But he has the money not because he's wise because his name means fool he doesn't have the money because he's wise he has money because he inherited it. he got it from caleb caleb was the one who went out into the into the land of canaan to spy out the land he is a descendant of caleb so he didn't get wealthy because he had wisdom See, see herein, uh, herein lies the lie. Riches often make fools look great in the eyes of the world. Riches often make fools. Herein, herein lies the lie. We see it right here that a fool is made to look great by his possessions. And the one without the possessions looks like a nobody. Here it is in the text. David doesn't look like anybody. As a matter of fact, he needs the help of a fool. He's asking a fool for help. Now, I want you to make note right here because sometimes we ask the wrong people for help. I I want you to hear this. We would never even know who Nabal is if David did not invite him into the narrative. The only reason why we know who he is is because David asked him for assistance. Other than that, we would never even know who Nabal is. So sometimes the world makes people look great that ain't great. All they got is money and we done bought into it. They are fool with money. They ignorant with money. I want you to hear me right now. Because some of you, you're looking at people who got what you need and you're struggling with who you are. You're saying, they got everything I need, so how am I the one that's anointed? And God is just saying, don't worry about it. You've been misidentified. Identify! I'm about to expose uh, who you are to the world. Yeah, I'm about to expose who you are. I know you don't look like it. You don't dress like it. Uh, I, I know uh, you don't drive like it. Yet I know, I know you ain't got none of the stuff uh, that they got. Uh, but you do got something uh, that they don't have. Uh, you got the anointing.
1: Here you I. Know? Despite this man being a fool, he ends up with an amazing woman. Oh my God.
0: Despite his foolishness, he has a woman who's an intellectual, he has a woman that's beautiful. And she's wise. It's hard to have peace in a house that has a fool in wisdom.
1: There's conflict in the house. But there's a woman there who knows how to deal with conflict. Oh
0: my God. Here it is, Nabal got someone he should ask, what should I do? And he ignores wisdom and makes a judgment in his pride. I'm going somewhere. Because I need you to understand that when God has called you to greatness, that he will always, always, always have a witness to who you really are. Oh, we're going to talk about it in a minute. Somebody is about to recognize the greatness that Nabal has in his house. Oh, he got something. He got something. But he doesn't know how to work with what he got. Oh, my God. I- I'm praying for some people that's watching right now. You're about to work with what you
1: got. You're about to work with what you got. You're about to appreciate what you have. she's married to a fool but she does not let
0: his identity define her she said no I'm not going to act like you even though I'm tied to you I'm not going to act like you even though I married you I'm speaking to a couple married people right now that are watching and I'm telling you don't get wrapped up in the foolishness you can still stand in the wisdom that God gave you even though you're Tied up. even though you're tied up there, there's greatness in you and greatness is, is often misidentified he, he can't see it Nabal can't see it he can't see it in Abigail he can't see it in David he only sees something in himself
1: and it's a lie Again, we got to thank God that some people don't see where you're going.
0: Oh, my God. The danger of people seeing where you're going. The the, the attraction of, of greatness identified. I want you to know that when people see where you're headed, then they won't attach themselves to you because they love you. They won't attach themselves to you because they just love your personality and they think you're great and lovely. They will attach themselves to you because of
1: where they see you ending up in the future. We need to know that greatness is generous.
0: Greatness gives, I'm telling you right now. You cannot be great and withhold. Greatness gives. And greatness will give not based on the present circumstances. Greatness will give because greatness knows I won't always be in this position. Yeah, great greatness will will give generously and, and ride home and say, you know what? I, I must be sowing where I'm going because I really don't have it to give that way right now. But I can't help but express my true identity. My true identity is I am wealthy. My true identity is I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower. I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field, I'm blessed coming, I'm blessed going. Greatness won't hold back. Greatness will give. Get around some great people. I mean, I'm not just talking about some people who got money. I'm talking about people who understand who God has called them to be. Because Nabal has wealth, but he ain't willing to give anything.
1: Look at the disrespect here in the text. Nabal felt as if David's men had
0: no right to his wealth. Pay attention. Why? Because David's men only covered his shepherds in the field. It's like, I'm not paying you for, for watching over my stuff. He, he doesn't understand that you might not have no stuff if you ain't have nobody cover you. See, this is the point that we need to, to, to kind of take in. This is the point that we need to meditate on, that, that sometimes, sometimes you're missing the importance of covering. You're missing the importance of covering. You're, you're, you're missing the importance of covering. That's why you won't reciprocate. Now, in church, we, we, we know that God has called us to be a house of healing. And, and when you're a pastor, you, you give and you pour into others. And you may go and visit them at a, a hospital and pray for their healing. Or, or you may see someone in need and sow into their lives. And, and then you pause for a moment in your wilderness and you look for the people you helped. And you say, where, where, where is so-and-so at? Where is is Johnny? Where is Tammy? Where, where, where are they at right now
1: in my moment of need?
0: Sometimes the very people that you poured into, you can't get nothing out of. It's the truth. Sometimes the very people you poured into, but, but this is what, what you have to understand about that. That God will allow you to go through these moments so that you can be ready for the height that he's going to take you to. You got to you got to understand that you may not get get it from them but you will get it from God. Jesus. I hope you hear this right now. Some of you are resenting what you did. David said this. He said I should have did that I should have never covered his people in the field in the wilderness I should have allowed his stuff to be taken David that's not true David you you are a man after God's own heart Continue to be who God called you to be if you never get anything back from the people that you are expressing your true identity to. David was saying I'm a man after God's own heart and I'm a giver and I'm going to cover and I'm going to be a blessing to whoever I can be a blessing to and so don't let don't let that stop you the fact that they didn't give you anything back do not let that stop you from being who God has called you to be. Because some of you, you ready to give up right now. You're like, I did all that, and, and they, ain't even, they didn't even show up for me. They, they weren't even there for me, and I, I can't stand it, and I'm upset, and I'm angry, and David is angry. David said, uh, where are my men at? Everybody get scrapped up right now. We're we going to go handle this, Negro. We're going to go handle this fool. We get ready to deal with this. He said, oh yeah, we, we going, we, we going, get, get strapped up, everybody, let's go, we're on a journey, we getting ready to avenge ourselves. This fool done misidentified us. He acted like we ain't nobody. And so David in, and his men are on their way to handle Nabal. And guess who shows up on the way? Wisdom gets ear that Nabal rejected David's request.
1: Wisdom hears. David came here. David asked for some help. And Nabal insulted him. And Abigail is like
0: this fool. Done, insulted David. David, the future king of Israel. This fool has misidentified the next king. Oh my God. What is wrong with this guy? She gets all of the resources loaded up on some donkeys and heads to David and then begins to talk to David. Oh, she says something that blesses me. She blesses me. She blesses me with what she says because she is wisdom speaking here in this particular situation. She begins to tell David about his future. She begins to prophesy over David. She says, my husband is a fool, but I know who you are. I know who you are. We cannot allow you to be in the wilderness without the stuff
1: you need when you are the next king of Israel. She says, I know, I know who you are. Glory be to God. She says, you, you, you are someone who I respect, I'm paraphrasing. She made haste to go and talk to David. And she said to her young men, go before me. Behold, I come after you. But she didn't even tell her husband, Nabal. She didn't even let the fool know. She said, you ain't got nothing to say anyway. That's going
0: to mean anything to us. As she rode on a donkey and came down under cover of the mountain, behold, David and his men came down toward her and she met them. Now, David has said, surely in vain, again, I have guarded all that this fellow has in the wilderness so that nothing was missed of all that belonged to him and he has returned me evil for good. Verse 22. God, do so to the enemies of David and more also. If by morning I leave so much as one male of all who belong to him. He said, I'm killing everybody. When, when, when Abigail saw David, she hurried and got down from the donkey and fell before David on her face and bowed to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, On me alone, my Lord, be the guilt. Whoo, Jesus. Listen, listen to this woman. Please, she says, let your servant speak in your ears. And hear the words of your servant, let not my lord regard this worthless fellow.
1: She's speaking about Nabal. For as his name is, so is he.
0: Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your servant, did not see the young men of my lord whom you sent. Then my Lord, now my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, because the Lord has restrained you from blood guilt and from saving with your own, this is the key, saving with your own hand. I want you to hear me right now. David was on his way to do something that would not have been just. And here comes wisdom and shows up. Abigail says, no, David, don't do that. Don't do that. There is greatness all over you. God told me to tell you. There's some people that's watching. You ready to do something that you should not do. And God is saying to you right now, don't do it. Let me handle this. Let me handle it. Don't don't get all wrapped up in this. As a matter of fact, you get ready to kill him because the person that you really want to kill, you can't touch. That's the reason why you're so angry right now, David. The fact that he did not give you what you needed is not really the issue. The issue is you're in the wilderness. The issue is you got somebody that's really your enemy that is trying to kill you. This man is no threat to you. Yes, he should have given you what you asked for because you served him and you covered him. But he's not deserving of death by your hand. David, don't do it. Don't mess up your future for a fool. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. There's greatness all over you
1: and God is saying you're gonna live this thing out into your life. People go through difficult seasons
0: and we end up unleashing sometimes on the people who have done very little. Abel
1: just said you can't have my stuff but in the chapter before
0: David found Saul and cut off a piece of his robe and he said I can't kill him because he's God's anointed and David walks away upset because he can't handle his situation. He can't handle it the way that he wants to. And then we get to the next chapter, 1 Samuel 25. And here is a fool. And David wants to exercise his anger on a fool. But wisdom restrains him. Abigail says, no, David, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. She says, I don't want blood. To be on your hands. The Lord is going to fight your battles. My God. The Lord, I prophesy over you right now. The Lord is going
1: to fight your battles. She says this. Listen to this. This, this blesses me. She says, the lies of your enemies is going to be taken. I'm paraphrasing.
0: She's saying, your your enemies are going to be taken out for you. you. Your enemies are going to be taken out for you. Why? Because God knows who your true enemies are. Sometimes we misidentify our enemies. And if we had the power, we would kill people that are not really our enemy and let people live who are. I want you to hear me. She says to David, she says, And when the Lord has done to my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you prince over Israel, my Lord shall have no cause of grief or pains of conscience for having shed blood without cause or for my Lord working salvation for himself. She said, do not save yourself. Let God do this. You are great. Don't get your hands bloody. Don't, don't get your hands dirty. Don't, don't allow this. To stop you from being who God has called you to be. Wisdom is speaking here. She stops David and then she gives David everything David needs. She brought all of the resources to him. I'm telling you right now, they may reject you, but you're going to get it anyway. I want to declare this. Nabal told him no, but Abigail said yes. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, do not allow this to cause you to be somebody else. God said you're going to get it anyway. You're going to get the blessing anyway. They can't stop
1: you from getting what belongs to you. I want you to hear me. Greatness, don't touch nobody.
0: Keep your mouth off everybody. I'm telling you right now, if you listen to what I'm saying to you, let them misidentify you. Let them talk bad about you. Keep your hands off the situation. Just walk in being who God called you to be. Just walk in oily. Just walk in... Don't touch nobody. Don't touch nobody. Don't touch Saul. Don't touch Nabal. Don't touch nobody. Just keep your hands off of all of them. All you got to do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I'm prophesying to some people right now. You want to put your hands on the situation. God said, don't touch nobody. I want you to write in the comments right now. Keep your hands to yourself. Keep your hands to yourself. Keep your mouth off of God's people. Don't touch nobody. Don't touch nobody. Don't touch nobody. Just let God handle this situation. It blows me away as I'm closing. It blows me away because David still gets everything that he needs. He gets the resources that he needs. And when Abigail gets home and she sees this fool having a party, drunk, she says, I, I'm not going to say nothing to him right now. I'm not going to say nothing to him right now. Let him enjoy his, his liquor tonight. Let him have a great party, and, and I'm going to share something with him in the morning. Morning comes, Abigail says, Do you know that
1: David was on his way here with all his men to take you off the planet? And when he hears it, he has a stroke, has a heart attack. And sometime shortly after that, he dies. God says, let me judge situations. Let me handle stuff for you. Greatness, you're going to be misidentified. They're going to say stuff to you that
0: they shouldn't say to you. They don't know who God called you to be for real. Sometimes people will treat you based on what you have in that moment or
1: the benefit that you provide in that season. When the benefit is gone, so are they. But God told me to tell you that greatness will be
0: realized in your life. David was going through a season where everything
1: around him was hectic. Everything around him was hectic. But we're going to watch God crown him.
0: We're going to watch God bring to fruition everything that was spoken about him. Because he truly is a man after God's own heart. And I'm telling you right now, you can't be great if you don't have the heart of God. If you're not after God's heart, you cannot be great. What makes you great is your pursuit of God. You say, God, I want your heart. I want to feel like you. I want to be just like you. I want to love like you. Help me, God, to be who you called me to be. David without any throne. David on the run. David in the wilderness. David without the resources. is still king. He's still king. I'm telling you right now, you might not have it all. You may be misidentified. I've had people call me all kinds of stuff.
1: They don't know no better. People look at you in ways as if you almost are a criminal. Say things that don't even fit your character. Just totally
0: misidentify you. God says, Keep your hands off
1: of it. Keep your mouth off of them. Let me handle people who
0: misidentify you. I I want you right now to get girded up. I I want you to get yourself in position right now for where God has taken you. As you hear this word, I'm telling you right now that the thing that God spoke over your life will come to pass. The thing that Nabal didn't appreciate, the one that Nabal didn't appreciate after he died, David came back and said, I'm taking wisdom with me. I'm taking wisdom with me. I'm telling you, God is about to vindicate you. God is about to vindicate you. Just keep keep your hands clean. Keep your eyes on God. I want to encourage you. He's going to vindicate you. I want to pray for each and every person that's listening. Greatness misidentified. Go through it. Go through it. Be misidentified. Allow them to say things about you that don't fit your character. God said, I'm going to reward you for it all. I will repay. I will bless you. I will exalt you. I will promote you. I want you to know it's coming from God. I pray that today's message bless your life. If you're in the St. Louis, Missouri area, you are invited to join us on Sunday for our worship service at The Advancing Church, located at 4152 Washington Boulevard. Our service promptly starts at 11 a.m. We also have a Bible study every Thursday at 7.20 p.m. Visit our church website at theadvancingchurch.org to get more information about what our church is doing for our community, our co-read initiative, Entrepreneurial Playbook for and much more. This is Pastor Jordan. Have a blessed week.